on. Hanukkah is festival of light. Instead of one day of presents, we get eight crazy nights. If you feel like the only kid in the barn without a Christmas tree, here's a list of other equestrians who are Jewish, just like you and me. American Pharaoh lights the menorah. Amen Zayat spins the dreidel on the flora. And guess who drinks? Man of the Shevets, Dressage Great, Robert Dover, and Margie Angle Ahitz. Georgina Bloomberg's half Jewish, and you know, I'm half Jewish too. So put us both together, and that's one horse crazy Jew. So many Jews are in the horse biz. George Morris isn't Jewish, but I heard his accountant is. So put on your yarmulke, it's time for Hanukkah. It's so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. So put your helmet on a cup and ride a lip is on a cup, but only if you wanna have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, guys. And that was Auditor Biz, who always comes through for us with the Jewish songs and the Hanukkah songs every year. Welcome to Hour 9, the Western Hour of the Horse Radio Network, 12-hour live holiday radiothon by Weatherbeeta, with additional support provided by Horselovers.com, Total Saddle Fit, and Biostar. This 12-hour holiday event is fueled by Delahest Coffee, the official coffee sponsor of Radiothon. I am Glenda Geek, and with me in the studio still in Ocala, Florida is host of the Driving Radio Show, Dr. Wendy Ying, and we are your MCs for the entire 12 hours. All right, we made it to hour nine of the 2017 HRN Radiothon, and I am definitely powered by Della Hess Coffee right now. <laughs> she definitely is. <laughs> And we are joined this hour by the hosts of the Western and training episodes of Horses in the Morning, Tara Carter and Mary Kitzmiller. Welcome, girls. Thank you. You guys are doing an awesome job today. Thank you. We're still here. (laughs) (laughs) Mary, are you here? Are you with us? I am am here. I hope you can hear me okay. My internet is always a little tricky. Yeah, she lives way in the country of Texas where they don't have wires. (laughs) They don't have wires out there. My other option was to drive to the McDonald's parking lot, but I wasn't sure if that was going to work. So uh, you know, there have been many podcasters that have done their shows from Starbucks and McDonald's. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> yes, Wendy's done that. <laughs> well, guess what? Um, Gun Barrel City, Texas, it's getting its very own Starbucks. Ooh, so whoa! Gun Barrel City. Not quite for pumpkin spice season, but... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tara lives in the middle of freaking nowhere on a ranch in New Mexico and has fiber. So figure yeah. that out. But I do still have to unplug and plug my mic in every five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Oddly. You know why she has fiber? Area 51. 
There you go. They need to run fiber out there because it's all government down there. You don't know. It looks like nothing. It's all these underground facilities. Is that why Tara's always glowing when I see her? Yeah. It's always glowing. Yeah, that's further away. We're at least a couple hours away. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you don't know that. You don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what they want you to think. That's true. Ignorance is bliss. Hey, guys, before we get started, I have some housekeeping to do. First thing is that uh, you can find all of the hours of the show that have already been done at HolidayRadiothon.com or over on HorseRadioNetwork.com. It should be on the Horses in the Morning feed, but we've been hearing from people. It is not. I don't know what is going on there. We have to figure that out. So when I get a minute, I will do that. But um, we'll try and figure out what's going on there. If you want to call in to win a prize, you call 435-272-1997. If you want to, if, I know auditors love Mary and Tara in the room. So if you guys want to call in and say hi to Mary or Tara or both, or even Wendy and I, but I don't know why you'd want to do no, that. they're sick of us by Yeah, now. they're tired this of us by nine, nine hours. hours. Too much. Uh, you can call in and talk to uh, either one of them this hour as well. You have some great guests coming up, and I'm looking forward to that. But we're also going to give away some prizes. And Wendy's going to tell us about that. All right. Our first prize is one of the most revolutionary cinches on the market today. The Shoulder Relief Cinch by Total Saddle Fit worth $139. And, of course, our second prize is the awesome $50 gift certificate from Horselovers.com. Your home for all your horsey holiday shopping. Very good. Well, let's find out from... And I also wanted to mention, we have our fundraiser we're doing, which we'll hear from Jamie here in a little bit. But right now, we are at $2,283 of our $2,500 goal. People, we need $217. Lynn, Elizabeth, Leslie, Jennifer, Stephanie, Kelly, all contributed here recently. We need $217 to reach the goal. Then we can send $50 gifts to 50 kids in foster homes in Ohio. Ohio. And we would really love for you to participate in that. It's the first time we have done a, uh, something like this during Radiothon, but we're thrilled of everybody that has contributed and how well it's done so far. But we'd like to make sure that those 50 kids at least get gifts. So now tell us, Tara, you know, you've had, you've had, a, a, you've worked for, for some interesting people along the way. You've had a very cowboy country life. What's been your ultimate horsey Christmas or horsey Christmas gift? Well, I was listening to one of the guests earlier and they were saying that, you know, Christmas is like the time that you don't do much horse stuff. And it's always like, it's hard to decide what your ultimate horsey gift is when it's part of your whole life. And then you also try to not do too much horse stuff around Christmas. But it has to be when we got William his pony for Christmas. Like it, it gave more to me than giving it to him in some ways. So that's, that's probably my most ultimate horsey Christmas. Now, you how you have three children, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. what's Christmas like? They're all at the age now where it's kind of magical, <laughs> right? I mean, it must be something. It is. It's really, it's awesome. Um, it was a little overboard last year. I will say that. Uh, Santa was but, a little too generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa went a little crazy. Um, <laughs> but, but it's... I kind of have to remember what we had to like, what we would do, you know, when we would set out the plate and we would write a letter and I have to plan ahead way more for Christmas than I did when I was five. And my parents just took me and we talked to Santa and, and all that. So, but it's way cool to hear him talking about it now. And now William's in kindergarten, he's learning to read and write. 
and he's looking at stuff and he says, oh, I, you know, I'd like to talk to Santa about that for Christmas. And so now we're taking what he's learning in school and we're reading words about on toy boxes and then he's writing it down on his list. And so that part's really cool is to see all of that. Uh, like have Christmas give a whole other purpose to what he's learning in school. So that's pretty fun. What age is it that kids start to figure out that something's happening on that day rather than just they have a whole bunch of new boxes to play with? Um, is it two or three? Well, three? I don't I don't really know. My parents, they give them a lot of fun stuff. So I'm not really sure they know that Christmas is separate from... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... I would say I would say four. Like four, it yeah. seems like last year was kind of the year that it really was different for William than the year before. Got I don't it. know. That was for us. And and so you have given one of the kids a pony. Um, did. So are we, they all going to get ponies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only problem is Vivian might get some hand me down. So I don't know how that's going to quite work out. <laughs> However, we do. We do have this really cool horse. Um, he was just smaller when he was born, and he's super flashy. And he's he's a registered quarter horse, but he's going to be like pony style. And uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out. You know, she's going to see him being here. And so I don't know that we can give him to her. for. I don't know. I haven't really thought that through. <laughs> so we'll just see. Right now we have all, like, William's pony is a black pony, and she's got a blaze face and four stockings. And then Philip got another black pony. So anytime someone posts a black pony for sale, oh, I'm no. all over it, looking oh, no. <laughs> into it. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. I at least have another year to decide. <laughs> now, Mary, you, um, what, what would be your ultimate horsey Christmas? Now, Mary, we were also just discussing in the last hour about how girls lose count of the number of animals they have at about thirteen, and <laughs> and Mary, we we've lost count at you at about sixty, I think. So. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't have 60, um, but more than 13 is is very fair. Yeah, <laughs> so like closer to the 60 uh, probably is very fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you were to count like my bird and like all my chickens and and all of that, maybe maybe one of these days I'll do a head count. I have I have like a a, a figure in my head for safety purposes when I'm looking into the pasture, like who is here and who isn't, but I haven't compiled it into an actual number that would just make me drink and cry all day. Yeah, because I've been asking for that for three years, and she apparently hasn't wanted to drink and cry all day because well, I've never it, gotten it. It's fluid. It, it changes daily or, you know, <laughs> weekly. Or, I, I now have like half ownership of this Pomeranian thing that keeps coming by, and I think he lives somewhere, and he's two-timing. Like we're just uh, side. He's you're, you're the yeah. side action. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know when he first was like, "You poor dear lost soul, come here, get warm by the fire, and have some food." And he's picky about food, like not in a hungry. He's a pomeranian. He's picky about everything. That's what pomeranians yeah, do. Yeah, but usually a stray dog will will eat what you give them, and he's like, well, "I don't really want yeah. the dry food. You got any hamburger?" <laughs> and uh, he comes by about three times a week. So so I own half a Pomeranian. Yeah, he's two-timing. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. 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 He's getting the dry he's food at the other place time. and asking you for the expensive stuff. That's what exactly. happens. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so did you have an ultimate horsey Christmas? Uh, so if we're, are we talking past, present, or future? Do I get to Either, pick? Yeah, or? you pick. Um, well, 
If we're talking in the past, I was a briar kid. I still have all of my briars. I have no idea what to do with. And um, so I would remember each year there'd be one briar that I was looking forward to getting. And when I, you know, when I would get it, I remember in particular, there was a briar called Prancing Morgan because my first horse was a Morgan and he was really beautiful and black with white stockings. And I was really excited to get that. So I was really heavy into the briars. Those were probably the best thing you could get me when I was a kid. I never got any horses on like actual horses Christmas. So I always just had them. They were there already. <laughs> well, we, we, uh, we're getting your first guest, which everybody's very excited about on the line right now. Uh, ho- hopefully we'll be able to get her here shortly. The, Mary, you have, you've also traveled a lot. Were you ever overseas at the holidays? Uh, yeah, actually my family's air force. So I was in the Philippines for a few years when I was little. Um, and uh, I don't know if I was overseas any other Christmas that I can think of. I've What's been the Christmas in... like in the Philippines? Uh, you know, I don't remember it all that well. Not cold, I will tell you that. <laughs> um, <laughs> not cold. A lot of Chinese uh, food, uh, I would assume. Well, yeah, yeah. yes, no sort turkey. of like Chinese food. One, um, but... Um, yeah, I can't remember. I just remember hot. There were a lot of these uh, water buffalo things around that we called carabao. I don't know why. Uh, so, like, I was really pretty small. I, I think I we left when I was five. So I don't. Re- I just have very weird memory, like just not complete memories of what it was like over there. But we've been all over the country for Christmas, different times. Um, you know, I've I've been in many different states over Christmases before. All right, We're, your guest is ready, and I know that a lot, uh, many of the listeners were excited to hear from her. Tara, are you, are you taking this one? Sure. All right. Uh, so we'd love to welcome Riata Brandeman to the show. Riata's made a name for herself as a horsewoman and a businesswoman. I mean, to add to the list of things that she does, and I know a lot of you guys are excited to hear from her, and you probably know the many hats that she wears, and she wears them well, but I think it's worth mentioning that you know she's a cold starter, she's an instructor, a trainer, a competitor, a producer, a model, a cook, and and really uh, one of the top cowgirls in the country. So, uh, we'd and just that's love all to at the age of 12. Riata. I know, right? Yeah. Not quite. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Riata, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. So we've been talking a little bit about Christmas, and uh, and Mary was telling us about Briar. Briar horses were one of her past favorite favorite gifts. And then I had said that uh, we got William a pony for Christmas. And that was one of my favorite past uh, Christmas memories. But what what would you have as one of your favorite Christmas horse horse Christmas, either memories or present? What maybe oh, you're hoping man. for I mean, I think, this year? <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's funny because I think every Christmas is kind of a horse Christmas because it's not like I had anything else besides ponies and horses and Briars. I think my mom still has all my briar horses from when I was growing up. But, uh, you know, you know, my dad got me a pony. I remember for Christmas one year when I was little and I, you know, I've had, I had her, I still have her. But I think another thing that was really, that stood out to me was he actually gave me one of his old saddles when I was little. And even though it was 
really big for me then I still have it to this day and I still use it but you know I wasn't ever sure if you know once I got a little older I realized that maybe he just forgot to get me something for Christmas and just gave me the saddle because it was there but either way it still meant a lot to me and you know it's something that I'll have forever and I still do and I still love to use it yeah that's awesome and it fit your pony or oh well you know I'd ride it on bigger horses too but I I always had my parents made sure that I was well stocked in ponies growing up so I had a lot of different sizes of ponies yeah what what was the first pony you got what was her name Oh, my first pony's name was Tuffy, and she was a hand-me-down from my sisters, actually. And then uh, the first pony that I actually had that was my own, like actually my own, was a pony that was given to me by um, Melanie Smith, who is the 1984 Olympic gold medalist in the show jumping. And she gave me the pony, and she was only two years old, and I was four. And my Aunt Mindy actually started her for me and put 30 rides on her and then just handed her over to me. (laughs) And off I went on her. And I had her for a long time. And I got her in the bridle. And I took her on the road with my dad and went to clinics. And me and that pony covered a lot of miles together. (laughs) That's so cool. So I saw something. You posted a picture of a horse grasshopper. And a little girl is riding him, him now. So that... Like that was a pony that you got to share with someone else. What's the story on that? Yeah, horse? actually, she um, she is girl grasshopper is a colt that we raised out of one of my ponies. So my I had a little pony named Miss Kitty that kind of was famous in her own right. That a lot of people, you know, I'd take her places and people knew Miss Kitty. And she's a little black pony with four white four white stocking legs and a big white blaze and blue eye. And uh, I rode her and I showed her at the Californios actually when I was little. And, um, we bred her to my Patty's Irish whiskey stud that was, um, on the cover of America's horse with me earlier this year. And I got grasshopper (laughs) and he actually, he almost died as a baby. He was 12 hours old and he had a impaction and thank goodness for our amazing vets in Sheridan. And they did surgery on him and weren't really set up to do surgery, but they did surgery on him and they saved his life. And so he's kind of a little bit of a survivor and, so this little girl named Kaysen came up and saw him in the pasture when he was a weanling and she just fell in love with him. And her mom was there starting a cult and dad's cult starting clinic. And every time we couldn't find Kaysen, we'd find her over with Grasshopper. And so uh, her mom asked if she could buy Grasshopper. And it's pretty much impossible to say no to a, you know, five-year-old <laughs> little girl that's crying, wanting to buy your pony. <laughs> So she got Grasshopper and she started him actually and she put her first couple rides on him. So kind of neat and he's coming too. So it'll be cool to see, you know, the legacy kind of live on with, you know, all those ponies that I got to grow up riding and, you know, see their babies raising little kids. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And what are your, what are your plans for Christmas this year? What, what's normally the Christmas season look like for you? Well, I actually just got back from my uh, parents' house in Sheridan for Thanksgiving, and my dad informed me that we have a lot of colts to start, and we have a lot of babies <laughs> to hold their break. So we're going to have a very cold, busy winter break. <laughs> but I'm excited. It's really it's neat getting the uh, you know get your hands on colts that we've raised and everything. We've been with them since the day they were born, you know, up until they're two year olds, and we've got a bunch of two-year-olds to start and a bunch of weanlings to halter break. So it should be, should be a pretty fun Christmas. <laughs> and uh, you just got done. You, you spent a lot of time um, actually teaching cult starting uh, college courses in Montana. Is that correct? And uh, yeah, you're moving yeah. on to, 
new things? Yep, yep. I just actually, I just decided that this is the last year that I'm going to teach and I'm going to finish out the year here and put our sale on just like we do every year. And, you know, it was working for MSU and getting my kind of getting my feet wet in the teaching end of things. Is, this is a perfect opportunity to do it, especially since I was going to school for my business degree at Montana State. So it worked out great because I got to ride all my own horses, teach others, you know, start all my colts, do all that during school. So most, a lot of people don't have that opportunity while they're going to school to actually be able to have a job at the school. So it was a really neat opportunity and I love doing it, but you know, it just, I'm 23 years old. And so it's kind of just time to try something else for a little while. <laughs> That's so very are you, cool. Are you going to stay around? Or are you, are you going to travel a little? What? Cause I think at 23, well, I wanted plan- to travel. Yeah, you know, I kind of I want to I want to go with my dad a little bit because I've never really had that opportunity to get to travel with my dad. When I was little, I'd go during the summers and you know take my pony along. But now that I'm actually a little older, I think it'd be, you know, you're never. I I really have a lot to learn, and I want to go with him and get that chance and be able to travel with him on the road and ride my own horses and grow with them and do some marketing with the horses that we're raising and whatnot. And so I think that'd be a really good opportunity for me to just kind of dive back into that end of it a little bit. And then I'd like to move back to Sheridan and potentially start um, an internship program in Sheridan and have people there and come ride with dad, come ride with me, come start horses, start colts, whether it be, you know, here at Montana State, it's a year-long program. So you have to be enrolled as a student at MSU, but I'd like to do something kind of similar, but more along the lines of shorter term, not year-long. So it'd be, it's a good, I just kind of am in the planning stages of it, but my Long-term goal is just to keep doing what I'm doing, <laughs> but just yeah. depends on where that's going to be. <laughs> what's that's one of your such favorite? Such a good thing. Oh, sorry. After you. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, what's one of your favorite parts about working alongside your dad? Oh, that he is never, you know, I he's never afraid to call me out on things that I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part, and I think a lot of people, you know, they think just because I'm teaching that you know, it doesn't mean that I don't have a lot to learn. And, you know, every year, I mean, my dad's not afraid to get on one of my horses and say, oh, you really need to fix this. You need to do this different. You need to help me. He, you know, he'll, he's there to help me and he's there to educate me just like I'm trying to do to other people. But, you know, and I love that because it's never a case where I feel like I have learned enough. You know, I can, there's always something for me to take from my dad and he's always willing to tell me what I need to work on. And that's something that, you know, I will never take for granted. Yeah, that'd be nice to say, hey, Dad, you're like one of the top horsemen in the world. Can you just hop on this and let me know what you think? <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish when I asked him to get on one, he would do it. But it's always when, you know, yeah. when I don't want him to or when I want to work on something, then he's like, just get off really quick. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, when you're, it. <laughs> when you're really open to suggestion is when it comes, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you going to ask, Mary? Um, I actually don't remember. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> I have ADD. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I think it's a really terrific idea. Uh, what you're wanting to set up with internships and things like that, especially where cults are concerned. Um, just my little experience in the performance horse world. I think people don't put enough emphasis on the beginning of it all that, you know, there's a lot of guys who once the horse has 30 days, they can take it over, do some pretty cool stuff. But most of what I've seen some, you know, a a lot of young guys in my area kind of get on a cult and just 
kind of expect it to already know it and then punish it for mm-hmm. doing not doing something it's not it doesn't know in the first place. So I think that's a really terrific idea um, what you're doing with the cults and I think uh, I'd like to definitely see more of it uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's something that I've been I've been thinking about for a long time and doing it maybe during the summers while I was still going to teach at MSU. But now that I'm done and I've got my degree and everything, it's you know I live in town here and I'm not really used to living in town, even though I've lived in town for four years now, living up here five years now. But I'm ready to get back to get back to Sheridan and get back to somewhere where I can kind of cover some country on my horses and go do something and you know go rope and do the things that I love to do. So what's your favorite loop to throw? Do you have one? Oh, man. I, well, you know, growing up, it was my dad, like, he really pushed me to really master throwing a backhand. And I, that's, I have to say, that's probably my favorite shot. Just backhand trap, because it's, it's not that difficult of a shot, but it's difficult to throw correctly and make work a lot. So I think that's probably it. Cool. I think it's, I'm like, I'm like Mary, I like that you're doing your internship program and I, I've really enjoyed watching what you did at MSU. I think there are several college programs out there, but the emphasis that you brought to the start and the, and the real purposeful things that you did with the horses were cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, it's something that's so cool. It's so rewarding getting to see all these kids, how much time they put into their horses. I mean, they're, they're putting in 40 hours a week on their colts. And they're there at six o'clock in the morning every day. And, you know, it's a full-time job to a lot of them and they want to succeed and they're not wanting to succeed because of the credit they get, because it's only a two credit elective class. <laughs> they're wanting to do it because they want to do it for themselves and they want to grow and develop as horsemen. So it's, it's been really cool to get to see that and get to be a part of it. One thing, um, I had a few friends that went to uh, a very horse central uh, school program back east. And one of the things I was really surprised to learn, I was wondering if you had any experience with it, is uh, uh, this particular college, Finley, actually in Ohio, they have actually mm-hmm. a western uh, a major we can major in riding Western horses or riding English horses. And, and it was all about horses and you're riding. Uh, that's, that's all what you're studying, but there'd be people who would show up to it who have never been on a horse and they just decided, you know what, I'm going to go to college and ride horses. Did you ever have people who showed up who just never done horses at all before? Yeah. You know, honestly, um, a lot of times the best kids that I've had come through my program have been ones that have had little to no experience because it is a clean slate and there's no, there's none of the, you know, so-and-so told me, or this is how I've always done it. It's like, well, I don't know. So tell me what to do. (laughs) And that's, you know, it's been really neat getting to be around those kids and, you know, teach them from square one and have them really get confident asking questions and not be embarrassed necessarily that they don't know anything, but just be completely open to knowledge, having someone, you know, say, this is how you do this. And this is why you do this. And then for me as a teacher, getting to grow and develop in my teaching methods and be able to say, okay, do you understand how I'm explaining this? And, you know, if they say no, it's like, all right, well, that's good. Now I can think of another way to explain it. (laughs) So, you know, I've had, I've had everything from art majors to engineering, to nursing, to, you know, across the board, but for the most part, most of them have had some experience writing and that makes it easy, but we hold tryouts and, you know, I have had kids 
joined the class that have been in it that have not had any experience on horses. And they've been just as well off just because, you know, we do emphasize safety so much in the class and making sure that the horses are safe and the riders are safe and the people that buy the horses at the end of the year are safe. So it's, you know, I wish that a lot of people would have that start, especially in this setting to where someone is there to watch out for them instead of just, you know, going and buying a horse and think they're going to do it. (laughs) That's why I hire hosts that have no experience like Tara and Mary, because I mold them (laughs) the terrific hosts they are today. They didn't know that. Uh, they, they, <laughs> I, 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 I feel, feel like that's sort of a backhanded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to take it as a compliment. That's just what There you go, Glenn. 100%. He's insulted every host every hour. And I thought you guys were going to be immune, but you're not. <laughs> Yeah. So, Rihanna, you also said that you like to cook. So, are you going to help with the holiday meal this December? Oh yeah, I I usually do. <laughs> yeah. And no, what? we just just had Thanksgiving, and I was my sisters and I all cooked, but they definitely put the majority of it on me. <laughs> so, okay. so, so what's your but, favorite thing yeah, to cook for Christmas? Oh well. We're a little bit non-traditional in the fact that, you know, we usually just have steak for dinner, (laughs) for Christmas dinner. So it's not really any different than any other time. But, you know, my dad usually comes up with something that he wants to try and he'll He'll put it put it in front of me and say, "Here, try to make this. This you looks make really it. good." Yeah. Here's a recipe. <laughs> That's the perfect time yep, exactly. to experiment is around the holidays. Is when oh, you yeah. want to try Definitely. all your new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Riata. And where can folks find well, out more you. about you and follow what you're doing and and keep up with you? Well, you can follow me on Facebook and uh, also Instagram. I usually post post the, my daily doings on Instagram and horses that I have for sale and where I'm at and where I'm going. So you can follow me on there. And my, you can, it's uh, just Riata, just straight Riata is my name on there. All right. Well, thank you, Riata, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing all of your success in the future. Perfect. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it, and happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, can you make a couple Thanks. extra steaks? Because it will be over. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep, I'll, send, yeah. I'll, I'll save them for you guys. Uh, good. <laughs> Whatever that experimental dish is, you can save that to the side, but we'll have the steak, yeah. okay? <laughs> All, right. All right. Sounds good. Deal. Thanks. <laughs> All right. But- now I'm insulting the guests, too. Yeah. So, good um, job, Glenn. Good <laughs> job. We don't have slacking off. in your cooking skills. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not trusting you, you with anything new. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Our hey. new thing is prime rib. We just do prime rib all uh, the time now. All of this is making me really hungry, though, right yeah. now. it's it's uh, we're, We've been at this for a lot of hours, and I'm getting hungry. Hey, can I just say something? Yeah. I love that about Western riders. You don't have you don't have a lot of vegetarians. They all eat like us. You guys <laughs> love right. bacon and beef, and you're not ashamed of it. <laughs> they, Those they are my kind this, of girls. <laughs> this girl that I went to school with, she shared on Facebook the other day that there was a recall at our local grocery store for mm-hmm. Listeria. Yeah, and so I I looked it up and I was like, oh good, none of those things that we buy. No, <laughs> exactly. no, no, be lettuce Broccoli, and green things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> tofu. That was a really big uh, tragedy in Texas for a while. Was they were they stopped selling bluebell ice cream because of listeria, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a sad time. Mary was in <laughs> withdrawal. She had to go to a clinic. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear some voicemails from our listeners, and we'll be right back with Shona Koresh 
The clicker training. She's been on our shows, I think, since day one. I think. Pretty much since day one. So we'll be right back. You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. Hi, I'm Catherine from Equestrian Collections. My ultimate horsey Christmas gift this year would be a new Pessoa Vivaldi. I've just about worn through the leather on my old Pessoa saddle. Enjoy these holiday voicemails brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Hi, this is Melissa Jenks, and I have a poem. Merry Christmas to HRN, to hosts Glenn and Jamie, and producers Gemma and Jen. I've been listening every day and laugh at my horse's reactions to Joey's neigh. Thank you to the sponsors, hosts, and guests on this holiday radiothon. You've given us entertainment and tons of fun. The show has many products I'd sure like to win, like Omega Alpha Chill by Dr. Chin. It has my horses chillaxing, nestled in their stalls, dressed in weather beta blankets, enjoying Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls. The guest hosts you have each day, in my estimation, give us all great information. For Mary Kitzmiller and CHA with Christy, we get all the tips for training and safety. I am no poet, as I'm sure you know it. Maybe I should grab my equity fork and go back to work. But one last thing as I finish brushing horses' tails. Happy holidays and happy trails. Hi, guys. It's Brenda Nellum from Ramona, California. Long-time listener, long-time auditor. Just wanted to wish my HRN family a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a prosperous New Year. Hi, this is Lynn from Michigan. Um, I started thinking about this because I love skioring. And um, then there was a flurry, haha, get it, flurry, of activity on our Facebook page about skioring. So um, here we go. I thought about doing this while skioring, but we don't have any snow yet, and I'm really not that coordinated. So, dashing through the snow, behind my horse on my skis, o'er the fields we go, hope I don't wreck my knees, bells on a long tail ring. Making spirits bright. What fun to listen to HRN and radio on tonight. Oh, HRN with Glenn and Jen and Dr. Wendy. Everyone on the morning show knows Jamie cannot sing. Radio fun is the bomb. Great weather be the least away. There are some sponsors with prizes to give away. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to all of our Horse Radio family. Goodbye. This is Auditor Lindsay Pierce wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Radiothon. My ultimate horsey Christmas gift would be winning the lottery. I would quit my 9-to-5 job, hire someone else to do the cooking and the cleaning, and spend all of my time playing with my ponies. Podcast on, we're listening. Horse Radio Network shows a glisten. They teach and delight, both day and night, while we're living in our horsey wonderlands. This is Mo Meyer in sunny South Florida, and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas that celebrates. And if you don't, if it's Happy Hanukkah, if it's uh, the winter solstice, whatever your flavor of the season is, or you choose not to celebrate, I hope that 
This time of year finds your heart filled with peace and love. And that 2018 brings you first world equestrian problems only. And of course, a year filled with horsey happiness. Tucked deep in the stable, deep straw for a bed, the little gray pony tosses his dark head. A chestnut mare whinnies, the black gilding snorts. The children are inside, dreaming of snow forts. The sun is rising, the children slowly wake. Dad stacks the wood while cinnamon rolls bake. Santa has come and left a sweet note. The children all run, each grabbing a coat. Each horse gets a carrot, each stall has a nose. The children see the last stall is closed. Mom opens the door, out trots their new friends, snorting and blowing. Christmas fun never ends. This is Auditor Ruth McCormick with a question. What if the ultimate horsey gift was not even a gift? 25 years ago, my close friend Valerie asked me what I was doing for myself. I couldn't think of anything. Instantly, I knew that I wanted to take riding lessons. That week, I went to a local stable, signed up, bought paddock boots, and started my journey. 25 years later, I am so thankful for that gift. My retirement is centered around riding, my two horses, and competing in dressage a little. I am never bored, and I've made the best of friends, including my friends at Horse Radio Network. I want to wish you a blessed Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year. Horselovers.com is offering a special gift with purchase just for Radiothon listeners. Horse Lovers partnered with Kodiak, their premium blanket brand, to create a special gift just for you, the listeners of Radiothon. Here's the deal. Spend at least $49 with Horse Lovers, enter radio in the coupon box at checkout, and get an easy roll-up all-purpose fleece blanket with purchase that's valued at $25. So you spend at least $49, you get a gift valued at $25. This is an exclusive code just for Radiothon listeners. Good while supplies last only. So, horselovers.com, shop today and use coupon code RADIO to get your free, easy roll-up, all-purpose fleece blanket. Well, we're back. You're listening to the Western Hour. We have two of my favorite Western girls ever. We have Mary Kitzmiller and Tara Carter here. Hi, guys. Hello, Thank you for hanging out here this hour, and we are getting a little punchy here because we're in hour nine, and we got three more to go. We can do it, Glenn. We can do it. Yeah, we're going to do it, Wendy. We are going to do it. Well, and we have a guest coming up who's been a regular contributor to our shows for many, many years. She's been a regular contributor in my wife's life since I've known her for about 30 years, and that doesn't mean that... I just gave away her age, and I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but she's been around a long time, and I know my wife has been using her methods for a long time. And we, I know some of you are expecting Dan James right now, but he had something come up, didn't he? Isn't that what it was, Mary, and couldn't, couldn't be here at the time, and he felt bad? Yes, he had a last-minute thing come up, and uh, Shauna was awesome for stepping in, and we will have Dan on in the future, so it is all good, and I'm really excited to have Shauna here today. Hi, Shauna. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I love being here, so thank you for having me. You're welcome. 
So where are you calling from right now? Um, I understand you're going to go to New Mexico <laughs> soon, but where are you now? I am in Northern California now, and I am about to go see a client in a few minutes. But I am, you're right, I'm moving to, to Santa Fe, New Mexico. So it's pretty exciting. Very cool. Very cool. And do you have any um, good Christmas plans going this year? Are you going to spend it in California or New Mexico? <laughs> well, it'll. The, I will be mid-moving. So it'll be, I think I'll be in New Mexico, and I hear Santa Fe is beautiful at Christmas time, but it'll be kind of the start of new traditions. You know, it's going to be a new chapter of life starting. So that will be with the move, and, and we're starting a positive reinforcement training center. And so it will... It will be very untraditional for me. So it's exciting. It's hard. It's overwhelming. But that's life, you know, so that it's all good. Very cool. So this so this project you're starting, you're doing it in New Mexico. It's a positive reinforcement training center. Um, this might be, uh, is, there's very few of these places popping up out there that are just solely dedicated to this kind of training. Uh, can you uh, give us any secrets on what's going to go on? And, and <laughs> are you going to do clinics? Are you training horses? How's yeah. it going to go? That, you know, and it's all really good questions. And some of it we don't even know yet. So right now it is a barn that has eventing. So people do eventing there, but it's a large facility. And I've, I've taught here for, for years. And so the, one of my clients decided to buy the place when it came up for sale and said, I want to make it positive reinforcement. So we're building, uh, or we're kind of converting things into classrooms and we have an extra house for people to come stay for extended stays and so we want, it will be, I will teach clinics there. I will teach individuals. I will be training horses as well, naturally. And then we also can do extended stays. So if, if a group wants to come, like we do a set, you know, week long thing, or an individual says, Hey, I really want to come learn. Then we can kind of work with all that, which is really exciting because it is, there's, there's, we have a place in Spain that we're doing it and now the place here. So it's all going to be really exciting. And I have, I lost my horse Bugs um, a week ago and it was sudden. It was middle of the night. He was not disturbed. He was, he had come in from his paddock and was sleeping in his stalls and it, his shavings were not, were not must at all. So while it was sudden and it's tragic and it's sad because we're on the, the periphery of, you know, really big things happening, but I think it'll be, I'll probably bring, get another horse and start and bring him along through all the little pieces. It might not be a baby, but it'll be it'll be a good opportunity for people learning about the positive reinforcement. So oh, it's I'm exciting. So sorry to hear There's that. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Awesome. Um yeah, I'm sorry to hear that about your horse. I know how uh, some of these horses just work their way into your hearts and and you bring one along that that uh, you get so much done with. It's sad to lose them, but um, it's good that, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a, a painful. It doesn't sound like um, what kind of horse are you going to be looking for to, to start teaching your program to? Because I, I have a few I horses be... that <laughs> yeah, lend you. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do the horse sale hour. (laughs) (laughs) I probably want a thoroughbred. I I love, I have a heart for the off the track thoroughbreds because they can be, they can be so easily discarded. And yet I think they're really talented. They have a heart of gold. And I think traditional training, sometimes 
is not always the easiest for them. So people get frustrated and don't know how to help them. But with a positive reinforcement, you can really teach them to be calm and sensible. And so I kind of have, have a heart for them. I feel like it's a, a, a place for me where you can help the horse as much as you can and turn it into a second career. So I'll probably be looking for something that I can eventually jump on if it suits him, you know. So we'll see. Or her, I must say. Her, maybe. <laughs> I tell you, you what, look- Oh, sorry. Go for it. Will you look for something out in California or anywhere, or will you look at one of the tracks in New Mexico? I think in New Mexico, because since I'm going to, I'm going to be there. My horse is leaving this Thursday. My my last horse, he is going to be leaving this Thursday. So I will be, I'll be kind of transient going back and forth as, as the rest of the stuff moves. But I think I'll be looking there. And I know there was a gal I worked with there who had eight off the track thoroughbreds. So she's a little bit, you know, a little bit attached to them, but keeps rescuing more than she can really probably handle. But it also tells me, I think she probably has a pretty good connection with finding, you know, a horse perhaps. Hopefully, you know what? It's it's all going to work out like it's supposed yeah. to. So I, I kind of don't overthink it. I think it'll just, it'll come along and, and, I'll, and I'll know it's right. So, so there you go. That's my thoughts. I think the really interesting thing, um, I think it, uh, off the track thoroughbred is a, is a great way to go. And, um, you know, those horses, I have one myself and they're insanely smart, but they're different than your quarter horses. I, I think of quarter horses are like the golden lab of horse breeds and <laughs> that they're just happy to be here, whatever you want them to do. That you know they're they're gonna they're going for it, and then you have these other breeds, and sometimes they get unfair um, monikers stuck on them, like oh they're stubborn or they're this or they're that or they're not as smart as this horse, and it's really that they're terribly smart, but they have such a high preservation to protect themselves. And I see this in mustangs, I see this in mules, and I get a lot of questions as a trainer from people who say, oh you know I've tried this and this and this, I've bought all these DVDs and I've done this, and he's been through five trainers, what do I do? And I tell you what, my answer every single time, no matter who I'm talking to, is you ought to look into clicker training. Because I've never, mm. I, you know, working with natural horsemen and performance horse trainers, I've got a wealth of that kind of information, which is very good and it's really served me well. But anytime something is above my cr- pay grade in that area where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm handy enough to rope him and tile his feet over here. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm handy enough to really get to this horse in that way. I always know I can take my clicker out there and and get something done with them. And it might be small, but you're breaking through that wall a little bit. And I think that's what's really fascinating about that kind of training. Yeah, I, and I think that is is the key. And in the very beginning, like decades ago when I first started doing this and people, you know, I really was like a sideshow, you know, they would come, let's go see the lady from California. You know, <laughs> like it was a novelty. But it has, it, but the first people were the people that said, I've tried everything. I'll do whatever crazy thing you have. You know, and then they would go, wow, actually this makes sense. Wow, this really works. This works fast. This is like magic, you know, and it's not by any means magic, but it it gets through, it comes in a side door almost, you know, and I find that my bugs who I lost, he was an, uh, uh, he was a thoroughbred, not off the track, but he wasn't handled till he's four. And then they wanted to take him 
and they did a lot of natural horsemanship stuff with him. Well, for him, it was too much, you know, so as he wouldn't get it and they would escalate the pressure, he didn't get it even more, you know, so that self-preservation, like you talked about, kicked in. And so he was making his way to the, you know, down the slaughter pipeline, you know, he was going to go to sale, which was going to, you know, he was young and reedy and not developed and, and now quite fearful and defensive. And so he was, but I, what I love is when you get through to him, you slow him down, you get him to focus. And then you find out you have a heart of gold under there is a very enthusiastically dedicated horse, but you have to kind of get them there. And you also have to keep that, that extra energy. You have to teach them to be calm. And it's just, I want you to do this in a relaxed, energetic way, not a frantic manic way. So they are a trick, but I quite like it because I think they are, they, I think they fall between the cracks a lot because people don't know, like you said, they don't quite know what to do with them because they don't fit into, you know, a lot of molds, you know, even, even traditional trainers, if you get one that's too sensitive, they're, they're still too sensitive. You know, it's, it's trickier, you know, it's just a tricky, they're trickier horses. Well, we are actually running out of time. So I have one more question oh for God. you. Um, yeah, it went by mm-hmm. really fast. Um, <laughs> so since it's a Christmas themed, uh, radiothon that we're doing, uh, can you tell us, uh, what your ultimate Christmas gift would be or has been past, present or future horsey Christmas gift? Well, mint my horse who I is kind of a, he's a bit of the poster boy for positive reinforcement with me. So I got him at Christmas. And so that was a, I worked with him before that, but he was officially given to me at Christmas. So that was nice. But I think this year coming up, you know, with so much ahead that that is going to be a bit of a Christmas present. You know what I would like for Christmas is a podcast. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you that. Can we make that announcement now or not? Yes. Yes, we can. Well, Shauna is going to be starting a show with us in January. Yay, yeah, uh, yeah, Shauna! And, yeah, so and it's going to be a little bit different, and we're going to tell you, we're going to have you back on horses in the morning here in the next uh, couple of weeks to kind of explain how different it's going to be. Let's just say we're we're experimenting and we're doing some things that haven't quite been done before, right? <laughs> That's right, and I think a new little raw project would be good to take through this whole process too yeah i do too and so just make believe shauna's a voodoo doll and we're sticking pins in her to see what works and what hurts and what doesn't and we're gonna see what comes out the other end it's gonna be shauna we're gonna have little shauna dolls (laughs) thank you shauna yeah thank you and merry christmas everybody it's been a joy and thank you all right merry christmas shauna take care All right. I'm getting punchy. <clears throat> All right. So um, <laughs> getting. We, need, we need to play a commercial and then give away some prizes. You guys want to give away some prizes? Let's do it. All right. Biostar is launching a new company today called Seeds for Kindness, an online store representing artists and small companies around the world that create beautiful things out of repurposed, recycled, and reimagined materials, helping to reduce the immense waste in landfills that pollute the ground and the rivers and the ocean. Seeds for Kindness chooses companies that give back to charities supporting their communities and the environment. With every purchase on Seeds for Kindness, you not only support that artist or company's charity, 
But Seeds for Kindness also donates to a rotation of environmental charities. For our launch, Seeds for Kindness is supporting American forests who seek to replant pines in areas of the West destroyed by fires. The world needs a little more kindness. So join us at SeedsForKindness.com. All right, we are back, and we are going to be giving away some prizes here, but I wanted to let Jamie first tell you a little bit about the charity for new people that are joining in later in the day here. And I will say that we've had some contributions since we talked last, and one of them was Tara. Tara, you're so nice. Yeah, we got to share, got to Got to donate. We're almost there. We're 2333 out of a $2,500 goal. And if I was better at math after nine hours of doing this, <laughs> I would tell you how much difference that was. But I'm not. So we're going to listen to Jamie. We here at the Horse Radio Network wanted to make a difference with the 2017 Radiothon. We want to bring Christmas to kids in foster care. To help us make that possible, we've chosen an agency that helps kids in foster care in Hamilton County, Ohio. The reason we chose this adoption agency is they not only provide children with gifts for Christmas, but they also help throughout the year with the family fund. I have spoken with many agencies and caseworkers in the adoption process that Chad and I are involved in, and when I talked to the people in Hamilton County, I just felt like they were special. They deeply care and are so invested in the children that are in their county. I knew I wanted to help bring Christmas to foster kids, and these were the people to help make it possible. So please, if you want to help make a difference in the lives of children that aren't with a forever family this Christmas, please consider a donation to the Family Fund. Any amount helps. Go to youcaring.com slash holiday radiothon or visit holidayradiothon.com or any of the Horse Radio Network websites. Have a wonderful holiday season and thank you from all of us at the Horse Radio Network. Wendy figured it out twice and came up with two different answers because she's also <laughs> been nine hours. And then I got out the calculator and it says we are $167 away. So. Wow. Yay! It's all we, we need. It. So go to youcaring.com slash holiday radiothon and we can give 50 kids presents that are in foster care in Cincinnati. And I'll be very proud to do that. And I know Jamie will too. But in the meantime, let's give our own kids presents. What all do you guys right. say? All right, Wendy, what do we got? Okay, our first prize is one of the most revolutionary cinches on the market today. The Shoulder Relief Cinch by Total Saddle Fit is worth $139. The Shoulder Relief Cinch improves saddle fit and horse comfort. The center of the cinch sits in your horse's natural girth groove while the sides are set back to attach to the latigos farther back and prevent the saddle from being pulled onto the shoulders. The unique shape has special cutouts for elbow clearance as well. It uses an interchangeable liner system so one cinch can be used with the limestone neoprene, wool felt, or the wool fleece for easy cleaning and flexibility. Additional liners can be purchased separately. It's the top-selling cinch on multiple large online retailers. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. That's totalsaddlefit.com. And our next prize is the $50 gift card from horselovers.com. And you can use coupon code radio at checkout to get a free Kodiak easy roll up all purpose fleece bl blanket on all orders over $49 at horselovers.com. 
So, Glenn, are you going to ask me the big question? I am, and we're going to get some help from Tara and Mary to pick the winners. So, we'll go to Mary first. The first prize is the cinch. (laughs) And actually, Mary's been bugging me for one of these. So, um, I think she wants to win it. Mary, <laughs> I, I, we don't have your name on Glenn, the list. Glenn, you didn't Mary. ask me the question. Did you sort yet? Oh, did you sort yet? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to pick a number between 1 and 181. 1 and 181, Mary. Ooh, 37. 37. 37. Mary Kitzmiller is the no, winner. she can't win. Oh. <laughs> it's Colleen Peachy Lap. Oh, Colleen Lap. Hey, congratulations, congratulations. Colleen. Congratulations. She just got married recently, too. That is Way a to great go. prize. Yeah. So there's a wedding gift for you, too, a little late, because I did get you one in the first place. So <laughs> I feel better about myself now. Um, so, so Tara, between one and what was it again? 181. 181. Four. Four. My four. favorite number in the whole world. Four. Mine too. Is it really? That's four is I Alexis knew we had a Wells. Thing. I knew we had a thing, Tara. You know. <laughs> it's Alexis Wells. Alexis Wells Alexis wins well. the $50 gift card. Well, you guys have been great. Uh, I was just thinking that I have spent hours and hours and hours with each of them in a small booth uh, <laughs> at separate times uh, at Road to the Horse. <laughs> We spent a lot. Oh, yeah. Glenn, I keep telling you, you have to stop this because in this day and age, these girls are going to sue you for sexual harassment. They're going to sue me for calling them girls. We're going to get fired. HR is going to crack down on us hard. Maybe maybe not in this hour. Oh, okay, good. We're good then. Well, thank you right, guys both for, for joining me. And, of course, you can hear Mary and uh, Tara both on our, on our great network at the Horse Radio Network at separate times. So, Tara, your your show is actually not tomorrow. We should make that announcement that there is no show tomorrow because we did this today we're and tired. we're going to be tired. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put this break. episode out tomorrow for you on your feed. And, of course, Ma- Mary's with us. She joins us the second Thursday of every month talking all things training. And we really appreciate both of you. Thank you so much for representing the Western world in such a classy way. Oh, thank y'all. Thank y'all for doing the Radiothon and for all the causes that you're supporting. So thank y'all. Did, did that? Did I sound classy there at the end? Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Does that make yes. up for all the times I picked on them earlier? Yes. Okay, good. Wendy's my <laughs> conscience today. She's keeping track of it. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas to both of you. And Merry of course, Christmas. remember at the end of the day, we have some big prizes, whether it be the gift pack worth $500. Also, your choice of any Wintech saddle. May make most of the time in your saddle this winter, as Wintech saddles can take all of the mud and dirt that you and your horse can throw at them. They basically, you get them all dirty, and you don't have to worry about polishing them up and using all kinds of goop. You just hose them off, a little dish soap. You wipe them down, and you're done. You're done in no time. You know That's, what I love? What? I love the suede covering because I love wearing full seat breeches, so it's like Velcro. You just stuck on there. No more slippery saddles. That's right. That is true. And they have all the new light one that Jennifer got, the Wintech light. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, is it so light. nice. It is really light. Yeah. <laughs> you can pick it up with one finger, and it's like, oh, it's so nice. Yep. Yeah, the new ones are really great, but the one nice part about this big grand prize at the end of the day, which is only a few hours away now, is you get to pick whatever one you want. 
It's up to a $1,200 value. That is incredible. I know. It's really neat that they're doing that. And thank you to WinTech and to WeatherBeta for their continued support of the Radiothon. And now it's time to reset, everybody. We got Lisa Waikasaki in the author hour, which means we're starting drinking time. Yay. Get the alcoholic beverages out. Six o'clock. It's time. To, well, I think... Judging by the auditor room, they've started drinking already and we're a little late. But I'm going to get an alcoholic beverage, and we're going to see Lisa Waisaki on the other side of this. Music. 